Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 127, episode 5 of The Daily Zeitgeist, yeah. a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say officially off the top, fuck the Koch brothers. Fuck Fox News. Uh, Fuck it all. It's Friday, April 3rd, 2020. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Sitting in a bath of Purell. Watching the world go to hell. Sitting in a bath of Purell. Binging prime. That is courtesy of Snarls Barkley. And I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! Yes, it's Miles Gray, but in this time, I must transform into my higher self. Aspiring Jedi, gather around my Padawan burners, for I am Miles Gray, Miles Gray, <laughs> a.k.a. Quargon Jin from Episode 1, The Phantom Menace. I just thought of that right now, and I don't even know where my head is, but I needed to get a Liam Neeson Qui-Gon Jinn reference in there right now. the journey. Oh, hell yeah. I get it now. I didn't, I didn't oh, even yeah. know what what it was a play on in the Quark. first place. Dude, Qui-Gon Jinn, dude. Qui-Gon Jinn. Qui-Gon Jim. Love that guy. Qui-Gon Jim. <laughs> Whatever happened to Qui-Gon Jimmy, huh? <laughs> <laughs> He's a nice kid. Why don't we ever see him around anymore? <laughs> We're thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious, the talented, the Lil Zam herself, Jamie Loftus. Jane says, don't stop that cardio. She treats me like an asshole. So fuck off till tomorrow. <laughs> Jane's gonna kick my ass tomorrow. That's from Christy Yamaguchi Main at Crispy Meme Donut. That's for real heads that know I've been doing the Jane Fonda exercise every day for 20 days. And it's hard as shit. It's getting easier. But she's so like she's it's I I don't view her as horny anymore. Now it's just starting to get like a little like uh a, a little aggressive, a little passive aggressive. I mean, I just like the layers of that AKA too, because it's Jane Fonda, but Jane's addiction. It's just all. It's 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 really genius. Shout out to Chris. Number of levels. Yeah. I'm legitimately a fan of Jamie Loftus's singing voice. I I want her to launch a career as a recording artist after this uh, quarantine. This is Uh, my my new core skill. Yeah, we should team up to make her uh, like the new industry plant and like fully <laughs> put like nine brains on this and make Jamie the new Billie Eilish. <laughs> I was like, I mean, they're like, love like, Billie Eilish. We got to figure out what my what my weird clothes thing is. They're like, OK, the sweatshirt is big. Uh, go. <laughs> right. Go. <laughs> big go. sweatshirt. And go. She wears a tutu as a hat. We're thrilled to be joined in our fourth seat by the hilarious comedian Pallavi Ganalan. Hi. Hey. Broadcasting live from my tiny bedroom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Love it. Everyone's in confined quarters now. I like how we just see how each other lives now. Like that's. <laughs> no. I've learned way too much about comedians from these live shows. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like my background looks like I'm crashing with my girlfriend who has her shit together and is like working on her master's degree. I feel like it's the vibe of my background. I'm like, I'm just crashing with her right now. Babe, can I use your office? I just need it for a sec. (laughs) 
I'm to honestly my podcast. gonna. I'm gonna like paint my room this weekend just because I've been I've been getting insecure about it. I'm like, I look like I live in an yeah. Airbnb. What if yeah, every time too. you you yeah. did a podcast or a live show, you like painted your room? <laughs> The stress of just that background stress. You're like, I don't know, man. The last I looked shitty in that last one. Maybe I'm gonna spruce it up with like a cobalt blue or something in here. Matt was stressing <laughs> me out earlier this week because when Matt was on the show earlier this week, he was in. I was like, where the fuck was he? He had like framed pi- pictures of succulents above his head. I'm like, okay, yeah. he lives well. Fine. I just assume they're with they're living with their parents right now. That's all I'm gonna assume. <laughs> I like the bar is sort of like succulents hung above your head. Okay, one percenter. That's nice. I see what's going on. <laughs> <Nice>. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Paula V, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners what we're talking about. We're just going full Krasinski. All good news all the time, guys. Uh, Hell yeah. No, Which Krasinski? John? John. Why? Is there another Krasinski? I don't Did know. Did Emily Blunt take his last name? <laughs> Finally. No. <laughs> oh. Yeah, John Krasinski launched his Some Good News Network, and uh, actually, we can't we can't do it. Uh, we we don't you know that that's the Krasinski lane. Uh, we're we're gonna talk about what's actually happening. Yeah, fuck you, John Krasinski. Yeah, Whoa. fuck you, Krasinski. Whoa, uh, we're you guys gonna, gonna add that to the intro? Yeah, fuck <laughs> John Krasinski. I didn't know that fuck John Krasinski had. A positive news website? That's so embarrassing for him. It he just, just started it on Monday, yeah. It was oh, just it's like, just... you know, guys, it just really, you can tell, like, this is what people need right now, so let me lean on Steve <sighs> Carell to distract you from the fact that maybe my films are, like, subliminal messages to the right wing of this People country. need to stop relying <laughs> on Steve Carell. And there's, I mean... <laughs> He's had enough! Leave He's, Steve Carell yeah. alone! Just let him rest. Chris Evans has that embarrassing website, too, where, where he's like, is he politics... He's there was a whole GQ article on it. It was like Chris Evans, his next uh his his next conquest, the internet. And it's just oh supposed boy. to be like a politics website where it's like Chris Evans is like, so you're stupid. You don't understand politics. Let me, Chris Evans, explain it to you on YouTube. That's his whole right. thing. Oh, so like a like a really handsome and like very patronizing Adam Con- Conover, basically. <laughs> Or maybe like Margot Robbie in The Big Short. I don't know. Oh, right, 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 right. it's like Wait, now that Ma- I got your attention, dipshit. Yeah, Miles Anderson. <laughs> That's how every video starts. I like now how this is. I find your- out that Adam Conover isn't Miles's type. <laughs> oh, Adam is my type. His Adam perfectly is. quaffed hair. Whenever I see him, I'm always Incredible. in awe of his perfect He's hair. Super hot, Miles. Um, <laughs> and don't you forget it. <laughs> don't you forget it. Yeah, nice try, Miles. He's so hot. Uh, <laughs> uh, now that I've got your attention, dipshit would be a great parody YouTube channel <laughs> for like all the all the hot dudes giving like news, just, just like takes. working out like huge, like oh. No, I want them right, to still do the spreading of the legs thing. I want them to still be in yeah. like the robe and like. <laughs> the Chris yeah, Evans just, one, yeah, yeah. he's like. Now that I've got your attention, and then he'll like flex and be like, let's talk about gerrymandering here. <laughs> <laughs> or he does like the basic instinct leg crossing, but you just see his like old balls in the shine. Like, oh, <laughs> oh no. Uh, all right. What are we talking about today other than Chris <laughs> Evans's old balls? Uh, <laughs> I don't know why he has such old balls. Just I think it came old. from it was, it's, it, it was, a, it was the Avengers. 
I'm referencing, <laughs> yeah. I think I'm, I have a big daddy line stuck in my head where, again, this is how my mind works, where Adam Sandler's really pissed that his girlfriend is dating an old man. He's like, oh, I'm glad you're with him with his loose skin and old balls. Old balls. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to look at where Americans aren't taking the stay-at-home order seriously, uh, or maybe that's not what's happening. Maybe they just don't uh, have the ability to get to uh, nearby grocery stores. All depends on how the NYT wants to present that information. Yeah. Right, right. But we, we are snitching, at just generally. Uh, the, this information is pulled, uh, the information on who's staying at home, who's not, is pulled from like our cell phone records. And then there is an article about how uh, we're all snitching on our neighbors and any local businesses that didn't close, which we'll, we'll talk about that. I don't necessarily know how to feel about that. Uh, the U.S. had its deadliest day uh, and the world's deadliest day of any country during the pandemic with a thousand people dying uh, on Wednesday. Um, we're going to talk about cloth masks. That's a, a thing that L.A. Uh, is now telling everybody who ventures outside of their home for a necessary errand to wear cloth masks anytime they're out. Uh, alcohol. Uh, have you guys heard about alcohol? Hey, I yeah, it, couldn't I be it. me. <clears throat> Just tried it actually. Oh, whoa, you're clawing <laughs> it up, Loftus, <laughs> dude. Jamie claw. Cloftus, right now, dude. Tange claw. There, we got the tropical pack. I was, I was psyched about it. Couldn't dude, Cloftus yeah. in the building. When Cloftus <laughs> is activated, dude, watch, watch the fuck out. <laughs> Um, we're going to talk about uh, the fact that alcohol is apparently uh, seeing a surge in popularity right now no. uh, during during the quar. Uh, we're going to check in with Joe Exotic. He has spoken. Uh, he wants <laughs> either Brad Pitt or Joe Dirt. So <laughs> as he that. puts it in his own as words, <laughs> what a range! <laughs> what was that? Range. His way of staying is that his way of saying? Um... David Spade. David Spade. Yeah, he yeah, just called him. He's like, great. you guys, like, yeah, Brad Pitt or Joe Dirt. That's great. <laughs> the answer is Sam Rockwell, though. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, absolutely. Uh, there's a paycheck protection plan (PPP) that people should be checking out. Productivity. Uh, an expert on productivity says, relax. Um, yeah, that expert was me from like two shows ago. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Animal Crossing has surpassed the word sex uh, in terms of searches, <laughs> according to Google. So, holy um, shit. I don't know Dang. if that has something to do with the fact that people don't s- just type sex in. Maybe we're getting smarter at, at internet. Nah. I think we know. Yeah, we know how to do sex. That's, that's, yeah. what, I, that's what I'm taking there. Yeah, right. Peak <laughs> sexual education. Who's uh, porn search term is just typing sex, sex. into Google? Okay, sex. first of all, that, that was like me. Yeah, that was me very yeah. early when like I had to use Alta Vista right. to find that shit. Children. I'm yeah. still typing okay. that in. Yeah. <laughs> sex. Show me but, sex. Yeah, but you get you get more like refined as you get older. You're like hot sex. Yeah. Or like right. triple X sex. I still don't know what that is, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got in trouble when I was in fifth grade for uh, Googling Ashton Kutcher no shirt. On Google. Oh. <laughs> what do you mean? How My, did you any, get caught? Bad, bad, bad. Well, because I left it on the screen. <laughs> Forgot. <laughs> Forgot. Left it open. Uh, Wait, it was at your home or at school? 
It was at school. I used to, I was a real indoor kid and I like galaxy brained my teacher and I was like, I should be allowed to be on the computer instead of going outside at recess. And he was like, all right. And he, you're a good kid. And so me and my best friend, Jade Perkins would Google Ashton Kutcher shirtless for like 20 minutes every day. <laughs> wow. Like Kelso era Ashton Kutcher. What's the hottest, Ashton. what's the hottest Ashton Kutcher shirtless shirt that you remember? What's burned into your memory? Which one? <laughs> There's a very specific bad photoshop of I, him okay. like oh a bat a photoshopped one it was a photoshop because it was new oh um oh. i don't think that there were like school filters on and so i we oh like goodness. escalated the searches and there was like yeah someone had like <laughs> no Microsoft shirt no pants <laughs> ashton kutcher's headshot onto like a porn star and we were like whoa holy <laughs> shit we should so check if he has an only fans now yeah. Yeah. ashton kutcher fakes i love it it was good. I think like my most embarrassing searches have ended with no shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to ask you what's something from your search history that's revealing, but I think we just learned. It's oh. it's actually it is it is really it's along the same lines. <laughs> Do you know um Dr. Fossey who's dealing with the infectious diseases? Yeah. He's the guy in the background of all of the Trump press briefings. Yeah, just, yeah. Like, Tony Fauci, his... love him. Fauci, yeah. I, somebody was like, oh my God, he's so handsome on Twitter. And then we're like, you should see him young. And I like, I did Dr. Uh-oh. Fauci young. <laughs> and he just looks the same, but with darker hair. <laughs> like, it's it's a, it's a similar like no shirt, but for nerds, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Always someone then with young, you're like, oh my God. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Did you know at like, one point they were less old? Yeah. <laughs> It's never not shocking to me when people are younger than they are currently. Do you you ever do you ever Google somebody young and you're like, I could have had a shot with them back then? Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. I think that's the point is you you Google someone young and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, that's that's in my league. That's in my zone. (laughs) I think the most frustrating thing is when you search someone who's like a villain and they're hot when they're younger. Oh my god. And you're like, what the fuck? No. Oh, like a real life villain. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. someone like shitty in the news or something. You're like, God damn! What but the people, fuck was going people, on? people do that like in real time with like Tommy Laren and stuff, right? Like they, they're right. like they're thirsty, but they're like, I hate this. Uh, preface yeah. lift, Tommy Laren. Oh, I didn't uh, even know. What is something you think is underrated? Um. Oh, okay. This is a personal vendetta that I have, but um. I feel like drag queens are underrated. I got into, I've been on on the apps, still chatting with guys, and I'm pretty sure a guy won't text me back because I got upset that he wasn't supportive or enthusiastic enough about drag queens. Mm, there you go. <laughs> so he's, he was like, that conversation got heated, and I was like, I'm fine, but you need to be ex- more excited <laughs> Wait, about Wait, okay, that. what happened? What did, what did you bring up where you yeah. found the divide? Well, my roommate loves watching um, drag, so we watched, like, a live stream of all these drag queens, and it was, like, it was, you know, everybody was figuring out their live stream, so, like, it was lagging a bit or whatever, but it was awesome. And I told him that that's what I was up to. And he was like, oh, I just don't understand drag queens. Like, all they do is lip sync. And I was like, no, it's entertainment. <laughs> oh, it's sir. makeup. It's style. Yeah. It's entertainment. And I was like, the backgrounds, the clothes. Yeah, that's some real reductive shit to say. I know. I'm like, all right, your turn. Try it. I know. And he, he was like, he was like, no, I support them. I just don't, like, connect. And I was like, well, this is still a problem. <laughs> like, 
What? Your connection is a symptom of a larger problem. Yeah. I mean, I think maybe, maybe like you got to walk them through the history. I mean, like, look, that's not on you to educate these people, you know, no. on drag, right. especially when, especially in the choir, you're trying to find somebody that's ready to go, not someone you <laughs> yes. have to raise. Ready to go yeah. from their own home. <laughs> like. Yeah. And then you just say, like, I guess you should just start with being like, have you seen Paris is Burning? <laughs> yeah. Right. Leave it there. Let that be your litmus test. Uh, yeah. What is something you think is overrated? Um. N- well, now that I can't do it, stand-up comedy. Don't come back to it. Yeah. Uh, d- okay. <laughs> just don't come back. I have a feeling it's gonna be like twelve. You know how there's New Year's comics, and they mm-hmm. they like it's there's like a spike in comedians at the beginning of the year. I yeah. think it's gonna be so bad when we get out of quarantine. Like everyone I, who's wanted to try anything ever is gonna be on, and then also all of the regular comedians are just gonna be itching for stage time. I it's going to be like so bad. I was thinking about that yesterday and it gave me a massive wave of anxiety. I'm like, it's <laughs> it's going to be worse than being in the choir is being out and people being like, I've been workshopping a lot of stuff. And you're just like, oh, oh God. my God. I think I'm not going to come animals. out. I'm not going to come out for a couple weeks until after. Like, right. <laughs> like probably let them get it out of their system. I'm going to like let all the animals feed and then I'm going to come by later. <laughs> okay. What about this though? What if, right? People are so hungry for just stand up comedy that the people who get out there first are with some of the most receptive audiences and can oh. somehow ride a post quar wave where people are like, y'all got quar brain. This is not funny. This is just funny to you because you've been inside all the time. And they're like, we find these like, I bet you there's going to be one person who like rides a post choir wave where everyone's like, this is objectively not good. And we're only loving this because we've been inside the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Just a thought. It's going to be Jeff Lowe. It's going to be Jeff Lowe. <laughs> I do. I mean, I miss I miss performing a lot. But the, the first couple of weeks are going to fucking suck. They're going to yeah. be worse than being locked inside. I didn't what even it? know yeah. that New Year's comic was a thing. That's, oh, that's yeah. interesting. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was a New Year's comic, technically. <laughs> My right, first right. open mic was in a January, but whatever. And you were <laughs> working on a PhD in the midst, in a very relevant field, right? <laughs> yeah, super relevant. Making <laughs> tell on herself. I, yeah, I, I quit that in December, and it is sad (laughs) okay so i was actually so i'm a biomedical engineer i quit my phd in december before my phd i was working in infectious diseases so if i had stayed on at that job we would be developing corona controls right now (laughs) and my friends are so it's uh it's interesting talking to them (laughs) how does that feel like being like you left that industry which suddenly now is probably one of the most important fields of medicine or science right now and you're kind of like yeah is, does it does you feel stressed out or does part are you getting like um, science I'm sorry FOMO? Miles you're breaking up I can't hear you um, <laughs> I'm so sorry doing, uh, it must be some like crazy <laughs> thing with the connection <laughs> How does that on. feel <laughs> It feels fucking awful but I did okay so I did join I was telling you guys I joined this group of like a bunch of so there are engineers and doctors that are like well I don't know if doctors have time but a bunch of like medical professionals that are like volunteering to try to like make new designs for face masks and ventilators and ventilator splitters if necessary um, and so I joined a group of a bunch of engineers and like now I'm actually I have a purpose again <laughs> I was like I was like thank I was like all this extra time not doing live stand up comedy which is what I quit my PhD for right. maybe I'll I don't know throw it back into some sort of PhD type <laughs> hours. I feel but, like, that's got to yeah, be energizing. Yeah, it actually feels really good. Like uh, I'm like, oh, okay, now I know what I'm doing. Because I was having so much anxiety from 
not having control over anything. And then this finally, like, gave me something to do where I'm like, okay, well, this is me, like, figuring it out and, like, trying to control what I can. Uh, And finally, what is a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false? Okay, I didn't have a clear answer on this one. But I, I, so after watching Tiger King, I was just like horrified by like what they did to the animals. And then my friend and I were talking about animal suicide. And there's like, I'm looking at this BBC article and there's like a whole like, there's arguments to and from. There are like animal psychologists. um, And it's been happening since like second century AD. There was like a Greek scholar that like wrote a whole book on this subject. But basically, from what I can gather, it seems like animal behavior changes in confinement. And so it seems like animals who are, like, free may, like, sacrifice themselves for their young or something, but they don't... Oh, like, altruistically? But they don't think of, like, a mother spider will, like, will, like, let its young feed on her own body and stuff. But, like, but it's not like they think of it as, like, suicide. But it seems like in confinement, like, orca whales and stuff, like, get hella depressed and, like, their behavior changes. So, And you can see the despair. Or, like, lemmings, it's, like, not suicidal. Yeah, but, like, it seems like in, yeah, so in in the wild, they just have these, like, interesting behaviors that people sometimes think is suicide, but it's actually due to other reasons, Uh, whereas, like, in in confinement, it could be, it could be, but they also, they don't know if people, like, or if animals um, think very far into the future, or, like, or if they're just acting out of, like, instinct to, like, save their own lives, you know, so that's, that's just interesting, Interesting. I don't know. The yeah. little like two minute thing where Joe Exotic uh, is talking about the two monkeys who were kept like across from each other. <laughs> That's for, exactly like, why. Years, and then like got into an enclosure together and just were like hugging each other was yeah. so brutal. That's exactly why I amazing. looked it up. It was that moment because that was so like painful. Um, there was um, my friend Harper, who's been on the show before. Uh, was telling Harper Rose Drummond. She was telling me about how there was like a chimp in a zoo who was like signing to people. And, and the, there were people who were just like watching and being like, Oh, that's so cute. And it like happened for several days. And then someone who understood American sign language saw that the chimp was saying that one of the workers was abusing the chimp. And what it was like a mom who was like at the zoo with her kids or whatever. And then she like went and talked to the zoo people and they fired the worker because this like chimp was like, someone save me. And everybody was like, oh, look at this animal. (laughs) What what an idiot. (laughs) And they were all dumb. I'm like, which one is trapped? Which one? (laughs) Oh, man. God, that's Um, that's a deep one. I know. I'm sorry. I've been like obsessed with Tiger King and I'm just furious with humans right now. There was my my favorite recent Tiger King. I mean, not my favorite, but just kind of like in obvious news with Tiger King. There was like a whole independent article on uh, just the director of Tiger King being like, yeah, Joe Exotic is categorically a racist. No doubt in my mind. He said things every day that were horrible, and I was like, "That uh, that doesn't feel like it should be a full story. It it it's it speaks for itself." But that was a full story, <laughs> huh? Yeah, <sighs> there that those videos, the like deleted scenes of him just saying openly racist shit is horrible. Shit. Yeah, but they aren't yeah. deleted scenes, aren't they? Just from his TV show. I thought those were just clips from his right. TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they are. Just like not I guess showing. deleted scenes from the documentary in the sense yeah. that they didn't show it in the documentary. That's true of a lot of these like docuseries. I think if you show the full picture of who the person really is, like it's like if you show like you, there's no way people are going to have empathy for 
him, and so it yeah. seems like they edited or anyone. I mean, it's unconscionable. Yeah, exactly. Documentary filmmaking is some of the most manipulative shit. Like, yeah. The, Finding Sugar Man is the thing that always jumps out to me that they like go and find him and make it seem like he had no idea he was popular. Any of his recordings had been popular. And it was like, no, he had had the exact same thing happen to him in, uh, I think it was Australia. He was like huge in Australia already. Uh, but they made it seem like he was like this obscure person uh, right. who had no idea anyone listened to his music. I think the hardest part of like doing a documentary like that or like being the person who like uh, interviews everybody and is like filming everything is like, how would you remove yourself from like this animal abuse that's like happening right in front? Like, it would be so hard for me to like not try to intervene. But I mean, obviously, it's making bigger waves right now because Jeff Lowe's thing got raided or whatever as a result. But it's just like it would it would take so much to like hold myself back i was so mad the whole yeah. time the, the docuseries that stands out to me as the clearest like manipulative um shaping of the story is in the jinx i think that they kind of like shape the story to make you think that robert durst is actually guilty and i like i think it's super clear that he, if you look at all the evidence he didn't kill anybody really yeah he didn't kill anybody well, he dismembered someone in self-defense, but that's you it. Go. I knew I was Jeez. like, "There's no way." Jamie, she what was about doing the this? Beverly Hills handwriting thing? That was manipulated. That was photoshopped. <laughs> that was manipulated. That was manipulated. She's, she's back on her Durst shit. That was actually wow. It, it's unconscionable what they did. Okay, but how do you do? You, what, what do you feel about the crimes of Fred Durst, though? <laughs> yeah. The worst thing he ever did was start a cute little jazz club. I've I mean, I, well, look, give Fred Durst a break because it's all about that he said she said bullshit. It's all about the he said she said. <laughs> you guys really thought I meant it for a second. That's fun. <laughs> uh, and on that, we're gonna take a quick break. And we're back, and there is a New York Times map uh, that was published showing when people stopped traveling more than two miles. Yeah. You know, I think right now everyone's kind of concerned with what states might be doing or not doing to sort of contain or limit the spread, flatten the curve, whatever terminology you want to use. And the New York Times used this map of like using cell phone data to basically track people's movements and see that. Uh, especially in the south southeast there's a lot of people still traveling more than two miles so they were sort of using this like okay who's actually taking this stay-at-home order seriously was sort of the the headline of the the article was where america didn't stay home even as the virus spread and it kind of looks like oh look it's it's these seemingly red states in the south or whatever and i think a lot of people are like sure a steady diet of fox news uh, and bad leadership from the governor's mansion will lead to people still traveling for a long time. But it's it's a little incomplete uh, to sort of just look at it like that, because if you juxtapose it, there are a few people on Twitter who like took issue with this article because they also showed where uh, like the highest concentrations of people with without a car or a supermarket within a mile are. And it sort of maps directly on top Oh, nearly, not like exactly, but very, there's significant overlap between those yeah. two like hot zones. 
Um, so there's also a question of like what people's access are to get to these places or, you know, like how they're able to get their own goods or get to services and things like that. Um, but yeah, just an interesting map to look at, because I think on one hand, we're all very much like looking at Governor Kemp, like in Georgia, say stuff like, oh, I, I had no idea people could be asymptomatic and spread it. Like saying that fucking on Wednesday uh, when everyone has been talking about this uh, and then looking right. at maps like this and just being like, what the fuck are they doing? I mean, I wouldn't expect any like person who has treated abortion the way they have to understand anything scientific. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like well, not Kemp yeah, specific, but well, yeah, and a lot of governors are using this as a way to sort of do their backdoor version of uh, completely repealing Roe v. Wade by saying like, "Oh, yeah. abortion is actually a non-essential medical service, so actually that's why we can't have any right now because of the Quar. So actually, end it right now." That's been um, like just held back. I mean, did it has it actually gone through anywhere? I think I don't know that it's actually gone through, but people are fucking trying. They're all they're trying. Yeah. McConnell tried to sneak that into one of the like bills passed for like the stimulus package or something, right? He tried to yeah, like add abortion restrictions. Ah, he's like, okay, twelve hundred dollars for everyone. Also, you can't get abortions. Okay, sound good? <laughs> sound good, everybody? Like, just, <laughs> oh, okay, okay, we're also gonna take away your rights. Okay, sound good? Okay, great. Ugh, that's so. Uh, I I mean, not not surprising. I. Oh, these New York Times maps um, give me severe anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what they're supposed to do. I know. Yeah. I hate that. I mean, the one thing, one positive thing I've even read in terms of like the spread being flattened or the curve being flattened was like, you know, the states that took the most aggressive action early on, like in Washington and California, places like that, have seen uh, better outcomes or they're seeing better outcomes than other places based on just a matter of a few days of not putting a shelter in place order. So, I mean, hopefully this can inspire other municipalities to fully, you know, shut shit down. There was a an L.A. Times article that showed like the trajectory um, between states. Right. And how L.A. has uh, and California in general, like you were saying, has kind of like veered lower uh, than like New York. And so it's like we've kind of uh, found a way to isolate better. But I think that's like inherent in all the reasons that we people generally don't like L.A. is that everything is so spread out. We're all so isolated. Yeah. <laughs> but now it's like way better for survival um, because with New right. York, like everybody's all on top of each other and like the subways and everything are always packed. Um, yeah. But yeah, it yeah. showed. It, yeah, it showed the trajectory. And it seems like hopeful. Who would have yeah. thought our who would have thought our total lack of connection and empathy for each other by being close to our neighbors would have led Woo-hoo! had this benefit of being like get the fuck away from me I'm staying inside my house and that's kind of where uh, things yeah. are I think also the rain helped too those first two weeks because on top of it the weather was not it felt like we were stuck inside and things were bad outside yeah I've, that's I've been I've been worrying a lot about my New York. Friends, just I mean, yeah, because it's so it's so impossible. Like you can't not be on top of each other in New York, and it is so hard to get access to basic stuff without being on top of each other. Where here, it's like at least you have a little bit of you can you can conceivably stay six feet away from people. Where there, it just sounds completely fucking impossible. Right. Yeah. <sighs> um. I mean, so uh, kind of going in that same direction. Uh, the U.S. had over a thousand deaths. Uh, just on Wednesday alone seems like the phase we're in is New York is continuing to uh, trend upwards and a lot of the cities around the country are starting to like Detroit, New Orleans are starting to uh, show the same trajectory as New York. And there's just some really 
devastating charts uh, about like the the trajectory that we're on in general with coronavirus infections. But I mean, infections is a statistic that can be misleading for all sorts of different reasons. But deaths, I mean, that that is the thing that you can't escape. If people are dying of coronavirus at a record rate in the country, then uh, things the the plane has crashed into the mountain. Like things are and and. The other thing that I just want to emphasize is that even though New Yorkers are on top of each other, uh, I was Googling this morning, you know, New York has 27,000 people per square mile. Seoul, Korea has 45,000 people per square mile and have managed to, you know, through their government stepping in and getting early testing. Germany, you're seeing the same thing. They're nailing this by getting people tested, got people tested like right away. And the importance of testing just like can't be overstated. So that's where we're at uh, or where we were at as of Wednesday. And hopefully we get better news soon. Weren't there estimates that like 16,000 people, New Yorkers might pass from this based on the trajectory right now? Mm-hmm. I mean, so just, sad. yeah, a lot of the, I mean, I think Cuomo said Thursday, like that, they have with the rate things are going though maybe they'll probably run out of ventilators in 6 days uh without some yeah. kind of massive intervention i'm so mad at cuomo because of the you know how he created like hand sanitizer out of prison labor and now rikers mm-hmm. is like yeah. fully ignored and the rate of infection there is like seven times that of the normal population and i right. i i saw this like twitter thread from this lady who had gotten a lot of phone calls from prisoners who were telling her about the awful conditions. And she said that there was like the hand san- there was no hand sanitizer because they're not allowed to have it. They took away cleaning supplies and soap. The, st- the staff is like refusing to clean. This is from a Twitter thread, so I'm not sure. Uh, but I was trying to double check for articles and there haven't been articles about Rikers in like 10 days. And I'm just like, what is happening in there? Like, yeah. are they even yeah. counting those people as being part of the population? You know, like, yeah, Cuomo is getting I feel like he's almost getting the same kind of bump that Giuliani got during 9-11 yeah. right now where he's like doing things, but like the bare minimum things he's doing. And, and I feel like people are not used to seeing public officials stepping up in any way, shape or form ever. So when someone even remotely does it and then either is wearing suspenders or has nipple nipple piercings, we're like, yes, King, you know, but, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, he still has a shit track record. He's like rolled black back Medicare shit in New York. He's making prisoners work like slaves. Like it's, it's, you know, like, he, he um, there was like a bail reform thing in January that he rejected or some like prison reform thing in January that he rejected that caused more of them to be in there in the first place. Yeah. And then right. he and then he like, utilized their labor. I think de Blasio let out like a couple hundred or like some small amount of people who were most at risk or they were trying to let them out. But like the conditions in there are terrible. Yeah, it's right. really bad. Like he's I mean, just uh, everyone slow your roll on on the Cuomo memes. He's not. He's not the hero that, uh, but he, but he's, I mean, he's doing a thing, which is why it was only, yeah, it was only a few months or just a while back when people were like, Cynthia Nixon, destroy Cuomo in the election, please. This guy fucking sucks. Uh, but you know, yeah, I think people, I think there's something natural where people need, uh, somebody to rally around. Like we're seeing, uh, you know, approval ratings for leaders around the world uh, surge while this is happening. Uh, and it happened to Trump even when he 
you know, he is fucking this up beyond what any modern day politician has ever fucked something up in the developed world. But his supporters are, they need to rally around the flag. And I think the Cuomo gives uh, people who aren't Trump supporters somebody to rally around. Right. right. I mean, it's like, I, I get it. But yeah, just like check their. Well, I think, you know, it's all relative, you know, just like for a while people were longing for George Bush to. Uh, to come back, they're like, well, I mean, at least Bush two was better than Trump. You're like, hold the fuck up, no, like, oh, right? Like Bush just, two fucked an entire region of Earth. Yeah, and I think that's where, and I think it's natural too. Like Jack's saying, like you want to feel like someone is not completely fucking up, and if you're not completely fucking up, that's the little bit of the ray of light that helps. I think people feel a little bit optimistic. It's all about tone, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's bad. America has just generally uh, turned into one big version of uh, burbs, the burbs slash rear window Takashi slash Disturbia slash Takashi 69, where everybody's snitching. Uh, everybody's just kind of staying in their house, looking at their neighbors, uh, just waiting for somebody to fuck up. And, you know, in some cases, it's doing some good. Uh, people who are telling officials about businesses that were staying open are actually getting those businesses uh, shut down that were probably not being very responsible. Some yoga studios who were like, we're, we're fully uh, necessary, right? Oh, we're shut down the yoga essential studios. health. Shut them down. Yeah. Can I, t I was, I was this for comedy. I was like DMing people for weeks, telling them to stop performing and people like, Right, wow. right before or like right around the actual show, like way too long into it when everybody had stayed in, there were people like, we're the we're the rebels of comedy. Like, fuck this coronavirus thing. I'm like, it's not the man. Like, what are you yeah. do doing? And so I I was DMing people and I was like leaning on my education being like, do you respect my degrees? You know, just like this elitist shit or whatever. <laughs> I was like, whatever I have to do to get you to listen to me. And yeah. like some of them, some of them did listen and it did help. But some of them like left me on red or like blocked me or like did all this other oh stuff. Oh my God, they blocked and I, you? I fucking lit up one of these guys on my Instagram because he he blocked me. And I'm like, you're an idiot and you're not funny. Like, why are you doing this? <laughs> wow. the, dude, the least, the least funny people kept performing. I'm like, it's America's not going to make you better. It's because they could get booked all of a sudden. Because yeah. people, people were, okay, that's mean. They but were like, true. They, they were like, I, I got to perform at this thing the other week. And it's like, yeah, why do you think you got to perform there? <laughs> People were still doing open mics. I'm like, why are uh, you paying? Why are you paying to get infected? Like, uh, I don't understand. I'll put one place. I'll put one place on on blast. Flappers uh -oh. stayed open for so long. Flappers, in Burbank, yeah, the most cursed venue oh, in all of Burbank. Cursed. Um, stayed stayed open for so long, and the reason that they closed, if if rumors are to be believed, was because like people like burst in in the middle of a show. And like shut the place down, but it had to do with the fact that like shit was leaking out of the pipes or something. It well, didn't even oh. have to do with Corona. And then Weird. they just I didn't, didn't hear that. And, it's funny uh, to hear how many people are like stuck in that mentality with coronavirus. Like they're it's not a virus. It's like their fucking stepdad telling them yeah. to like call. Like what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, no, fuck that, bro. Like, I'll be serious. If you're not hanging out at the cellar right now, you don't really care. 
<laughs> it's uh, that grind, you know. You got to go to mics and shows and the hospital. Grind. You got to grind. Like you're not doing. Right. I do have to right give now? you this quote from a, a yoga instructor who was shut down. She said, "If we were naughty with the government's order, then we're very, very sorry. We're not here to cause problems. We're here to practice our poses." I just like that. There's all sorts of ways to sublimate. Like the fact that you're completely fucking up, but being like, also, sorry if we were also, naughty. Also, the one thing that is so easy out of ever all of these entertainment things or exercise things, yoga is the easiest thing to do at home. Like, yes. <laughs> so many people yes. are doing it. I've, I, yeah, yeah. I'd, it's weird. There's was it. Um, Anna sent this to us the other night. There was like a Governor Newsom quote where he was like. In some cases, snitches get stitches, but in this case, snitches get <laughs> rewards. And you're yeah, just like, yeah. ah! <laughs> Call these feels, people out. It feels so, been so counter, easy for but him it's... to say riches, but he obviously couldn't. He's make, rewards. Uh, I'm like, okay. It was Garcetti. It was, Garcetti. The, it was LA, Garcetti. LA's Mayor Garcetti. Mr. Garcetti yeah. himself. Yeah. The, I just love, you know, people getting angry at each other for not doing right by science. It's nice to see. That sort of like sort of I mean, I, I think it manifests in different ways. I think some people just need someone to get angry at in a stressful time. I think yeah. other people are yeah. deeply concerned and really look and think of like what the ramifications are. But it's heartening. Yeah. Just be yeah. honest with yourself in terms of essential work. Like how essential you know it when are you see you, it. Really? Also, yeah. you know, I got to give points to the the owner of that yoga studio who's like, OK, like if we we're being a little naughty, OK, and possibly exacerbating a pandemic saw we it's like what like yeah. how kelly leffler kelly leffler is going to explain all her fucking additional stock sales we just found out about that she was Sawi. selling something north of 15 million dollars worth of stock before the pandemic not just a couple million and she'd be like oh if if we were a widow naughty saw we <laughs> that's the that's the jessica love is blind voice <laughs> yeah right <laughs> well and it's also i mean i, I, I don't understand. know I understand, like, especially when it's a small, small business. I mean, I don't, f I don't feel any way about the yoga studio, but when it's a small, small business, I, I get where the temptation comes from. Um, but yeah, protect, totally. protect, protect the people, man. Well, yeah, and I think that's why it's. I think when people's outrage just sort of stops at "Why are you open?" You gotta actually keep going upward because it's not yeah, just exactly. them they're, they're open because open they have fun. a mortgage or a rent that they pay on the studio and if they don't yeah. have the money then their dream is over and the person that they pay is also so we need to keep looking up and be like okay who is the person Why who is causing is all the suction open. Them. yeah yeah because the flappers industrial complex mayor garcetti is now ordering people to start wearing cloth masks out if they have to be out if you're doing your like weekly grocery trip or you know what whatever it is keep the N95 masks for the uh, healthcare workers and healthcare providers but you know cloth masks are being recommended now yeah i'm i'm yeah. speaking through a cloth mask right now actually yeah i just put Ooh, mine on very hard to breathe through it's actually it? mostly for for biking like exercising and smoggy cities like this is more for like want to exercise Whoa. in la wear this fucking respirator i've 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 been like using a bandana but i think i'm going to try to make one there's a ton of there's a ton of fun patterns out there right now yeah 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 i think i mean also a lot of people were sort of concerned about being like whoa is it at the point where everyone needs to be doing this because the cdc hadn't um you know actually 
put out these guidelines saying this is what everyone needs to do. But his reasoning was like, look, if this even helps sp- the, stop the spread by 1%, we're going to do it. Like, well, there's no reason yeah. to not do every single thing we can, obviously, yeah. without straining the resources like N95 masks that are needed for frontline workers. But like, in terms yeah. of just anything, if we can do this, if it's just if it's not if you got an old T-shirt you can wear on your face to go to 7-Eleven, please do that. It's mm-hmm. it, right. whatever we can do. The thing they said it actually helps is uh, in addition to, you know, asymptomatic people being less likely to, you know, cough some coronavirus out into the world through a cloth mask. Uh, it, it makes you uh, or it makes people more likely to like steer clear of you because you look scary, I guess. Mm-hmm. You look like an old timey right. bandit. Uh, so they're like, yeah, you got to watch out. Um, so it helps okay. enforce social distancing. I'm really loving men staying the fuck out of my way on the sidewalk. It's been no one's run into me and not seen me. It's been perfect. (laughs) There is an upside to all of this. All right, let's take another break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And so is alcohol. Uh, the consumption of alcohol, huh? <laughs> How about this oh, yeah. guy? Perfect you guys, transition. You guys, you guys read about this dude? alcohol stuff? Bro, are you clawing right now? <laughs> dude, where's Cloftus, man? Hey, Cloftus, Yo, get in here. You got a cloth mask? You got a <laughs> The best part about tangerine white claw is you can smell it from a foot away. <laughs> there you go. I got a, that is I got a morning got a morning business conference call I got to get on. <laughs> um, so, you know, we've talked a lot on this show about how, like, there's always articles of what millennials are killing because we're broke as a generation. But like alcohol seemed to be like the one thing actually most millennials like aren't really weren't like beer sales were tanking a bit uh, yeah. because of the rise of the Celsius uh, and what have you. I dropped just generally beer, like beers out of my repertoire. I'm a claw gal. Beers out of your rep- repertoire completely. Uh, well, we have some, but it's but it don't it doesn't get touched generally. I've got uh, uh, you. I've got my sweet claws. I let myself have one Mike's hard if I'm having a, a really sad day, but I have tried to try to keep it chill on the mics. I've okay. changed. I've changed. Okay. Wait, but Mike's you call Mike's beer? No, 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 no. Sorry. That's no. Oh, okay. this is, I have various brands of malt liquor that makes your head. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> um, but so right now, you know, with the quar, I think everyone, many people um, are starting to drink more. Uh, in general, the, like uh, compared to last March's numbers, online alcohol sales are up 243%. Uh, and right now, just all across the board, when like uh, the from Nielsen research, they found that sale of alcohol bev- alcoholic beverages rose 55% in the week ending March 21. And then spirits like tequila, gin, and pre-mixed cocktails led the way in terms of like the biggest jump, 75% increase compared to last year. And wine was up 66%, beer up 42%. Is this um, like taking into account like what's sold to like bars and restaurants too? Or is it like just what people take home? Well, I mean, I have a feeling because the week ending March 21st, a lot of bars were not, I mean- Many yeah. places were shutting down bars and things like that. So I think this is purely from like the consumer level rather than the, the so, uh, bar, um, restaurant level. 
Unfun science fact, uh, alcohol is pretty closely associated with cancer rates. Uh, so Why would I'm, you say that? I don't know, man. Put down the claw. <laughs> I'm like, but oh, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm literally holding a claw right now. Put Why it down, baby. Okay, putting down the claw. Wait, it's associated in what sense? Um, I don't know if it's like linearly associated, but there's like pretty high correlations between um, drinking alcohol, just even regularly and uh, likelihood of cancer. And so, but people don't want to hear that, but I said it. Um, but I'm so, I'm wondering if there's going to be like a spike of cancer, like years down the line for, from just this event. Oh, from hmm. all the, from the claw and stuff and the mullet. Yeah. I mean, I, hey, you know, but this Maybe is not, deal. But... I drink just a, I just have a couple glasses of red wine every day just to relax. And then <laughs> the tannins and antioxidants. The tannins. Actually, the tannins, antioxidants. <laughs> Cho- chocolate and wine is <laughs> all you all need. The anxious oxidants are um, going to help me Sounds like fake news to me. Sounds like fake news. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> pa- look, Poppy. <laughs> Call me up in maybe four years, and then you see where I'm at. I was <laughs> listen. I was. I'm the result of a of a medical. Exp- I sound like a fox walker. <laughs> I'm the result of a medical experiment. I'm not gonna let a little white claw kill me. Okay. <laughs> you sound like Janine Pirro. I just do sound yelling. like Janine Pirro. Yeah. Like, All right, everybody, uh, listen. Uh, <laughs> you gotta lean back though. Janine Pirro was <laughs> lean the fuck back when she might have been drunk that night. That's another reason why Jinx culture is so prevalent right now. Janine Pirro, massive player in the Jinx franchise. Oh, right. That's right. Hold on, hold on. Was... I'm looking up Janine Pirro Young right now. <laughs> she was a Pretty protagonist, same. right? She's the antagonist, and then you learn more about her, and you're like, oh, Robert Durst is right yet again. Janine Pirro <laughs> sucks. And he says it, he says in court, he's like, Janine Pirro made me do it. And you're like, what the fuck? He rules. Oh. <laughs> he rules. Well, now I'm going to bust open a claw with my I, man, Bobby D. I think you <laughs> might D. have viewed that show differently because uh, you said she's an antagonist. I think most people were watching it uh, thinking that Robert Durst was the bad guy. But I actually don't think that that... I think that that's what Andrew Jarecki wanted you to think. But um, <laughs> a lot of people saw through the fog and saw that clearly Robert Durst was the uh, the under... I love an underdog story. The son of a billionaire <laughs> who murders three people, allegedly. Uh, I love it. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Um, an American So Joe, Joe. Exotic has spoken. Uh, he wants either Brad Pitt or, or Joe Dirt, as he put it. Uh, there's not really much more to report than that. Um, no, I mean, honestly, just hearing him say that, uh, like, from all accounts, it would have to be Joe Dirt, like, that he said he referred to David Spade as just Joe Dirt. That's, to <laughs> me, the best part of this whole thing is that David Spade has been reduced to Joe Dirt. It's, yeah. I mean... Poor, poor Spade. Do you, is he a nice person? He seems like he might be nice. No I don't clue. know. David Spade? But David Spade, I, I could see him also. But why mean, poor Spade? He's being held up next to, as his Joe Dirt character is being held up next to Brad Pitt. Like, right. that's a compliment. That's true. That's true. And yeah. yeah. Brad Pitt should feel maybe not so good. <laughs> when we think of our great actors, uh, we think of Brad Pitt and Joe Dirt. Yeah. I mean, so, look at just that. This gif of him taking his shirt off from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and then just having old... Wait, Joe Dirt or Brad Pitt? Brad Pitt. <laughs> I, I mean, oh, okay. if you looked closely, there was a great Joe Dirt cameo in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But uh, <laughs> yeah, apparently... But then David Spade, he had Saf from Tiger King 
the guy who got his arm bit off uh, from the from the documentary on like oh, like okay. interviewed him online. And Saf was like, you know what? I I believe that you, David Spade, should play Joe Exotic. So we also have a Saf sign off. Wait, no, Saf agreed. This is getting out of control. Roll it back. Do we need any more anything to like about Tiger King? I feel like we saw it all in the documentary. I don't want to see a movie version of this. That's I do have a strong suspicion that like a couple months from now, when when uh, we're allowed to go outside again, uh, people will be like, I. Don't like thinking about the Tiger King reminds me of a dark time in my life, and I don't right. want to think about it. Yeah, anymore. just like I'm just telling you, this quar the quar bar is so low right now that you yeah. can take advantage. Whether it's a true crime documentary, bad stand up, whatever. Afterwards, yeah, we might come out of this being like, dude, fuck Joe Dirt and everything about it. It's just the thing we needed to talk about to, to sort of like put away our nihilistic thoughts and <laughs> to fantasies. Yeah, but. Yeah, you I like how now Joe Dirt I, and Joe Exotic are the same thing now. <laughs> you misspoke, and normally I would let it go, but we have a uh, policy on this show that we never, even accidentally, impugn Joe Dirt. You said fuck Joe Dirt, Miles. Uh, <laughs> yeah, cannot, wait, that's, cannot that's let not okay. that slide. Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, fuck Joe Dirte. <laughs> yes, Joe Dirte. Uh, the Paycheck Protection Plan. Does anyone have experience with this? Do we know? Uh, I just wanted to toss that out to Zeitgang. Um, we wanted just because unemployment is at like an all-time high, it's at depression levels. Uh, I'm curious to like how people in Zeitgang like have you been filing for unemployment? If so, like has have people been responsive? The Paycheck Protection uh, Plan seems to be another option that a few people tweeted at, at us about which it's qualified as an SBA loan that helps businesses keep their workforce employed during the COVID-19 crisis, um, if you've worked for a place that has actually gotten one of these loans. I think what, what I'm trying to figure out, what I'm curious about is there are all these promises and options being presented, and I'm curious at how quickly they're actually being followed through on. I, I was somewhat impressed by it. My brother filed for unemployment less than two weeks ago and and got his first check a couple days ago, which I feel like is faster than... Huh. That normally goes as someone who's filed for I it. I think it all. De- yeah, I think it depends on how you know inundated the state is and what their infrastructure is already. Some states were like warning like years ago, being like, uh, just so you know, our state's like uh, unemployment insurance website will be fucked up if like more than five people log on at once. Um, right. So that's it's it's added things, but with the Paycheck Protection Program, I have a uh, a homie who who has a small business, and he was hitting me up about it too, and he was like, you know. I want to be optimistic because it's actually the paperwork was really light and it seems like it's moving very smoothly. Um, so it has offered a bit of hope for him as a small business owner. So yeah, if, if you are find yourself in a situation like that, or maybe based on how you might be as an independent contractor, there could be a way for you to get some love off that program too. But yeah, please check out the paycheck protection program. It's, uh, yeah. Or if you know anybody who might be in a position where they need to take advantage of that, that's one thing. So yeah, thank you for everybody who, from friends and listeners, uh, to get that word out because I think that's there I hasn't just, been a great write up or repository of information on like what to do if you need this help. Yeah, right. yeah, and so it's like we we kind of have to look out for each other on this one. And and I'm I mean experiences of any kind too because if things are not like working the way they should be with this program, we should talk about that as well. I already know like one small business in my area that was rejected for it and was kind of like not given a reason other than 
uh, everyone's applying and we chose in order of how essential we felt things were. So was it a yoga studio? (laughs) It was, I, I'm thrilled to say I don't, uh, know anyone who is involved with a yoga studio. <laughs> Just in general. Oh. That's a flex. You would have said that before you, quarantine. I would have been like, do you even, yeah, do you even live in LA? <laughs> <laughs> there, I honestly, there was, ugh, in my old neighborhood, um, I just moved, but there was uh, like a small strip of local businesses that have been there forever. My like local liquor store was there. There was a hair salon there. There's a bunch of great stuff. And they all got like the gentrified the shit out, out of um, all the businesses closed. Two yoga studios opened next to each other. And I hope that, that uh, they never reopen. No, that has to be there has to be a law against that. There's yeah, two, there should be licenses given out like with liquor licenses, <laughs> but for yeah. yoga studios. They or like never. science needs to come through like two yoga studios cannot be door to door or else a fire will occur or I something think, like that. <laughs> yeah, or one needs to be burned down. Like it's just, yeah. let's be reasonable. <laughs> I mean, if nothing else, Joe Exotic has taught us that we can deal with our problems via arson. With arson. Uh, that's <laughs> yeah. still a function, a good way to- Underrated. I mean, please yeah. don't, har- obviously Arson. don't kill a bunch of fucking gators like he did. So uh, Robert, yeah, that's a Robert little... Evans underrated. Yeah. <laughs> Arson underrated. Yeah. Arson uh, underrated. Pallavi, it's been a pleasure having you uh, on the Daily Zeitgeist today. Where can Thank people you for having find me. you, follow you, hear you? Um, Pallavi Ganalan, P-A-L-L-A-V-I-G-U-N-A-L-A-N. That's my Instagram, my Twitter, my Facebook, my website, and my TikTok which hey. you should all check out because I'm on there 24 seven now. <laughs> but yeah, I'm very excited about that. <laughs> nice. And is there a tweet or some other active social media, a TikTok maybe that you've been enjoying? Um, there have been so many TikToks, uh, so many that I love. Um, but the tweet that I prepared for today uh, was, uh, I don't know if you, is it Johan Miranda? Um, J-O-H, yeah, Johan, okay. Uh, J-O-H-A-N comedy. Uh, on March 23rd, it was just, I don't know why, I just found it so funny. He tweeted, not going to lie, I still think 2020 is going to be my year. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. I love the optimism. <laughs> uh, Jamie, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jamie Loftus Help, Instagram at Jamie Christ Superstar. Uh, I'm going to keep releasing um episodes of my quarantine soap opera one's gonna come out i think today i guess we'll see and a tweet i've been enjoying is from claire schaefer at claire e schaefer and it says the day has finally come and attached is an image of a text from her mom that says what's shoegaze oh yeah i saw that (laughs) it's so funny oh damn uh, Miles, where can people find you and what's a tweet you've been enjoying? Uh, you can find me Twitter, Instagram, PlayStation Network at Miles of Gray. Also, my other podcast, 420 Day Fiance, where I talk about 90 Day Fiance High with fellow podcaster comedian Sophia Alexandra. Uh, so check that out. A tweet that I like is from at damn shorty uh, or it says at that damn shorty, uh, which is basically it's just a video of somebody going to fucking town on their restaurant breakfast like taking just savoring everybody like "Mm, okay i got a little bit of waffle take that a little bit of sausage cut that up like eating at rapid speed but every bite is fucking just completely savored uh and the tweet just says how how i'm gonna be eating when the restaurants open back up because that (laughs) vibe is so true the 
I can just just watching this video. I'm like, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Somebody else, somebody else who knows how to cook uh, his food. Fantastic. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. A uh, couple tweets I've been enjoying. Tim Unkenholtz tweeted, getting furious, imagining a Johnny Depp Joker. Uh, <laughs> and, and Studio Glibly tweeted, how lucky are whites that they can put out something like Tiger King and not have to worry that we'll think they're all like that. <laughs> I saw that one. I was like, yep. <laughs> You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Footnotes. Where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Miles, what's that going to be today? Oh, we did it. Zeit gang and fellow listeners and people of the world another week. Uh, I'm, I'm sure it was difficult and we'll have to continue to be strong. But let's take a moment. Let's listen to some music that will give us some vibes. Uh, this next song that we're going to go out on is by Barnes Boulevard called Now I See. And it's just a very, you know, sort of lo-fi instrumental beat track. But it has great, like, sort of looking out of a... I don't know why. It's very vivid to me. I'm, I feel like I'm looking out a window looking at a tree blowing in the wind and that's the feeling that evokes a bit of calm a little head nod some really nice guitar sample just you know just relax we've got another week to do so congratulate yourself and sit back mm. Uh, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for this morning. We'll be back this afternoon to tell you what's a trend in, and we will talk to you then. Bye. 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 Bye.